there for us. And I want to preach today. It's so it's ironic, but I I believe that God gave me this message in these couple of weeks uh, that I I prayed and I studied, but you know I, it's not as exciting when you can't be with the family of God. And it's I feel so good today. I just want to run the aisles. I am running the aisles. I just don't. It just doesn't look like it. <laughs> Praise God. Well, I want to talk today. Father, Lord, I pray that you would help us with this message today, Lord, that we would see your power and glory that you give to us on a daily basis. Lord, we look for it eternally. But, oh, Father, we need to see it today in our lives. And we give you thanks for this word today in Jesus' name. Today I want to talk about to see the power of you know, and the glory, to see thy power and thy glory. And when we look at ourselves as we get older or as we have difficulties and those kinds of things, we don't see the power and the glory of God. Now, I recognize that when da- when David was saying this, it's a song and a psalm. And when he was saying this, oh, Lord, I want to see thy power and I want to see thy glory. I recognize that he was looking for eternal things. He was looking for eternity. But, you know, and so I want to use that as the axis of the message today because we do have power and glory. We will see that. But we need to see it happening today in our lives because we are alive because of his power and his glory. We got up this morning because of his power. And we get through our trials and temptations because of his power. When the word of God lives in us, then we have power in us. How many know that you can go through discouraging things, but you can get through it? And when you get through it, that's the power of God that brings you through those circumstances. So that's what I want to talk about today. What a thought to see the power and the glory of God that we will see when we appear in the throne room of heaven. There is just nothing that can describe that power and that glory. But, you know, we need to see the power and the glory that is available to us today. And that's the interest of the message today. So I think that if we would see more of the power and the glory in our life, it would bring change to us. You know, change is hard. I don't know if you've experienced change, great change in your life, but it's very difficult and it's very hard. And sometimes you get through it and then pretty soon you're back there thinking about it. But God is so faithful that he lets us see that he brought us through. We're not still there. We came through. We're on the other side. And he has been a faithful God to us. So I find that I, I find that I in my prayer and study and things, I find that I see uh, his glory in a, in a natural way. And I see his, his power in a natural way. But just when I think, oh, I'm doing so much better, how I know what happens. I fail. I mess up. I have a wrong attitude and negative thought. Oh, you don't do that, do you? Have a negative thought or uh, the lie of the devil comes and harasses you. You know what I'm talking about? He tells you, you know, you're just not worth it or whatever. And he he has awful lies to rob the people of the glory and the power of God. He is a liar and he's destined for the pits of hell. And we need to know that and recognize that. So, yes, I'm back to the Psalms. So I would like for you to turn to Psalm 3 because today I want to do something special. In Psalm 3, this is a Psalm of David. 
And this is when David found out that Saul was going to kill him. Samuel had anointed David for purpose to serve the kingdom, to be the king. And so here he is. He's got an anointing and a call of God to be the king. And now the king wants to kill him. And so this is the psalm that David had when he went into the wilderness to hide from King Saul. I tell you something, we can hide in God and he we have a safe place in him. You know, they have the stars on the houses and stuff where they're supposed to be a safe place, you know. Well, what we need is the word of God up there because that's what the safe place is, is the word of God. So are you there at Psalm 3? Okay, now I want you to read this with me, but I want you to stop at the commas and I want you to read it with me, slow and easy, and I want it to get into your spirit. Sometimes we read the devotionals and we just go through it, but it's a devotion. We're supposed to have some devotional feelings for the Lord as we read it. So I want you to stay with me and read with me because I might have a thought in the middle of it. I can't, I don't know for sure. Psalm 3. Verse 1. Here we go. O God, thou art my... Are you coming with me? Okay. Did I say the wrong thing? Psalm 3, verse 1. Does that say, O God, thou art God? Well, Jesus, help me. Let's Let's look at Psalm 63. Just be, be merciful to me. You can say, well, my pastor's just common. She makes mistakes. <laughs> okay, now Psalm 63, 1. This is a psalm of David, and he's hiding in the wilderness from the enemy. Here we go now. O God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. Oh, oh that's a pause. That's a pause. Early will I seek thee. I want you to hear that. So just pause. Don't run over it. Will you seek him early? No, serious. Will you seek him early? All right, here we go. I will seek thee. My soul, we're there. My soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. To see thy power and thy glory. So as I have seen thee in the sanctuary, because thy loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise thee. Thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in thy name. Okay, now let's read it again. O God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longeth for thee. In a dry and thirsty land where no water is. To see thy power and thy glory. So as I have seen thee in the sanctuary. Because thy loving kindness is better than life. My lips shall praise thee. Thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in thy name. I stood, I sat in my chair this couple of weeks and I read this and I read this and I read this. And I thought, Lord, we don't really understand a bit what that's saying. David thirsted. He, 
I, I wanted to say, don't drink any water this week and see how you feel next Sunday. You know, it, David thirsted. It was a feeling in his flesh that he needed God. When is the last time we as God's people just sat down and said, God, I need you. I fall short of your glory. I fall short of seeing your power in my life. And Lord, I, I need thee. I want the church to feel this in the depth of their heart because he says, I have seen this. I have seen this power and this glory in the sanctuary. He said, that's where I've seen it. I've seen it when the saints gathered together in worship and worshiping God and God is glorified and his glory fills the temple. You know, the Bible says that his glory is like is like a great a great uh, curtain coming down that we should feel and we should know and we should walk in that place. I think of the years ago, like 60 years ago, when when my mother was alive and serving God and and that presence was in the house all the time because there was the word of God going out. There was the the glory of the Lord from the prayer team coming in and praying, you know, and and that that kind of thing is gone today in Christianity. There, there is a need for depth of heart in Christianity. There needs to see that when, when we come through a trial or a temptation, that we are strong. We are, we, you know, the power of God lives in us. I don't think the body of Christ understands the depth of the power of God because it lives in us. That's what gets us through the trials and the tribulations. That's what gets us through you know, your migraine, that's what gets us through the financial struggles that we go through is because the power of God lives in us. Now, it doesn't always act the way we want it to. It doesn't ever do what it doesn't always do what we want it to do. But it lives there. It's there. And we can say to God, oh, my God, my God, I'm thirsty for you. I'm hungry for you. I want you. I need you. I desire you. But, you know, sometimes we pray on the way to work. So our our mind is divided. Do you understand that? Or sometimes we are paying attention to something else, the TV or something, and but it's a, there's a praise in our heart. But God wants our full attention. To see his power and his glory, we must give him our full attention. So have you ever felt desperation? I think probably everyone here at one time in their life has felt desperation. Well, when we ha- when we're desperate, we we don't try to call up people and get help. We don't try to do it in our own. But when we feel desperation, that's when we have to lean upon God, and that's when God will prove Himself and show him, show us His power, and He He will be revealed in us. And you can get that power at any time in your life. Any uh, trouble that you go through, any distress, any desperation, any crisis. You know, am I talking to people that understand what I'm saying? Because God, it it is, as Dr. Gort said this morning, as we visited a moment, it is that we are on the front line. If you love Jesus with all your heart, if you're faithful to God, if you pay your tithes, if you do what's right, you know, if you're righteous, righteous just means you do the right thing. If you do those kinds of things, the power is in you and the source of his glory is surrounding you. And we need to know that. We need to think more about the things of God than we do about the things of this earth. 
Yes, we have to work. Yes, we have to have things in the earth. We have to pay our rent, church. We have to do those things. But beyond that, there's a power of God that rests in us that will take us through any desperation. And why do I talk about desperation? Our world is desperate. Our world, you see the candidates that are running for governor or for president, you know, I don't, I just say, Jesus, be our president. No, just Jesus, you be our president. I'll vote for you. Because, uh, you know, even when they say Christian things to get the Christian vote, you don't know that what's behind that. And we know what is behind us, and that is the power and the glory of God which rests in us. But if we really realize that, and if we really realize that his glory rested in us, we would, we would be a little more powerful for God. And we need to rise up. The church of Jesus Christ needs to rise up today and believe that God is greater than the works of darkness that's going on in our world. I don't know how you feel, but I feel burdened for our country because to think that they would mess with the creative power of God. I can't get over it. I can't get over them aborting children. I just can't understand how a normal person, not they don't have to be spiritual, but just a normal person, why would they want to do those things? And, and there's just no consciousness in our world today. That's why we need the power and the glory of God invested in us because we have to be able to decipher what is God and what is not God. There's a desperation today in our earth. Whether you feel it or not, there's a desperation. Our babies are being aborted. You know, the kingdom of God is being sneered at. And Christianity is losing its power. And that's because nobody understands that we have the power and the glory within us. We have to stand our ground. We have to be vigilant against the works of darkness. It's so important. You know, in this passage of Scripture, this was a moment of desperation for David. I mean, how would you feel if the prophet prophesied over you and said, you will be the king of the land? You know, and now all of a sudden he's going to be killed and he's running for his life in the wilderness, you know. And David had a power and a glory in him that caused him to follow after God no matter the circumstances. And that's where we're coming to, church. We're coming to the place that we have to trust God no matter the circumstances. We cannot give up. We have to stand our ground and we have to, you know, when people say to you something, I I say this back to them. I say, does the candidate you support, do they? Do do they kill? Do you understand they kill babies? Do you want to be a part of that? That's going to be on the hands of the people that vote for that, because these are God's children. These are God's creation. You're messing with God. I don't understand it. It's very it's very burdensome to me because I feel that I feel that God is a good God and God is gracious to us, and I'm just burdened to death because. They're messing with the creative powers of God. And I know I say that a lot, but I hope it just gets in your spirit. And I hope that you see that. And I hope that you say that. I hope that we protect the children. So much for that. Now, he says he wants to see the power and the glory that was in the sanctuary. 
I understand that so much because these two weeks I haven't been in the sanctuary. And these two weeks, even though I prayed and even though I studied and even though I sought God, it wasn't the same as when I walked in that door today. And I felt the lingering presence of the body of Christ. God wants his body to be together. We are the force that's going to stand against the works of darkness. And we we have the power and the glory within us. Well, we're looking for an eternal power and glory, but we're, we have a, a, a smidgen of it now because Christ lives in us, so it's more than a smidgen. So this is one of the most powerful reasons that God tells us to gather together. In the Old Testament, he, every time he got upset with them, he said, gather together, bring the, get the people together, sound the trumpet. He wanted to talk to them. He didn't want to just send it out. He was powerful. He could have said to some uh Guard beside him, go go tell him. No, he he wanted to tell the people, and God wants to tell us. So that's why he says, assemble yourselves together. I want to do this. I know, I know, I know you know this, church, but there's a reason why we do this because it brings power and glory to the whole neighborhood of God's people. And if if we if we come in with a bad attitude, you know, if the if the power and the glory is in the other saints. It soon dissipates, and we soon come back into the power and the anointing of the presence of God. But that's our only hope, church. In this day and age, our only hope is to have the glory and the power of God in us and to stand our ground. The power was given when Jesus ascended into heaven. So it's not just any power. It's a most powerful power. And you know this, but in, in, in Acts 1-8, Jesus gathered, he gathered them together. They were all there. Some 70 or 80, they were all there. And they said, ye shall receive what? Power. You shall receive power. Why does the body of Christ feel so limp? Because ye shall receive power. And the Holy Ghost is coming. And that power is in the earth. And, you know, the Spirit of God is in us. You can't come to Christ without the Spirit of God. So that power is there. It just gets more powerful as you seek him. It gets more powerful as you get the overflowing of the Holy Spirit. I mean, the power just gets stronger all the time. The more you read the Bible, the more you study, the more you stand your ground, the more you talk about it. When you get together, you talk about it. The more you do that, the more power just resonates within you. You know, when you say you've gone through a heart surgery, how do you think you got through that? The power of God. You know, you've gone through dis, dis, discouraging things in your life, terrible discouraging things. I know some of your lives and the heartaches that you've gone through. And yet you're here today, you're worshiping God because there's a power of the glory of God that resonates in us. Even though we do bad things sometimes, even though we miss the mark sometimes, and we come back and we get our heart filled with forgiveness and love and attention, then there's power. There's power. We are not a wimp group of people. We are a powerful people, and we are more than the world's strength. And I'm going to show you this scripture in First Chronicles 29. First Chronicles 29, 11th verse. The power is of a spiritual nature, as same same as it's a power of a spirit of a strength. Just a minute. The power of God is first spiritual, heavenly power. And then it is power that's in the sanctuary, which is natural power. So we have that natural power living in us. So First Chronicles, 
The power is of a, it, that lives in us is of a spiritual nature. The power of kingship, the power of the Holy Ghost. You know, how does this affect us? Well, First Chronicles 29. It says, Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory. And guess what? The victory and majesty for all that is in heaven and in earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord. And thou art exalted as head above all. Do you hear that? God is above all. Thine is the greatness. Thou art exalted as head above all. Both riches and honor come of thee, and thou reignest over all. And in thine hand is power and might, and in thy hand it is to make great and to give strength unto all. Now therefore, our God, we thank thee and praise thy glorious name. I say to just paste that on your mirror, and every morning when you get up to wash your face, read that scripture. This is who he is. He is the kingdom, and he's over all, and there's victory, and there's power, and there's glory in him. Quit being a sniveling individual. We are uh, have a power of God that resonates in us, and he reigns over all. So that filthy devil that's speaking to you and trying to d- d- distract you from this greatness that God has for you, you know, he has no power. God is over all. So when you get into a, a, a situation and a crisis, you say to yourself, daughter, you have power in Christ and Christ is over all. He's more powerful than this crisis. He's more powerful than this desperation. He's more powerful than this sickness. He is God and there is nothing that can come against him. And church, we need this. We got to get this in our spirit. We got to be infiltrated with the power and the anointing of the word. You know, we have to get a word that's powerful to us, tape it up somewhere and just live in it because God wants us to overcome, you know, not just the little trivial things. He wants us to overcome the things that the devil says to us and tries to turn us down. Tries The enemy is always trying to get if we if we are willing to take a stand for God, he wants to get us in a debate. He wants to debate. He wants to push our buttons. He wants to cause us to be like the world instead of like him. And this is the day that God is calling the church to rise up, stand their ground, and be full of the power and the glory of God. And not nasty, and not fighting, and not bickering and bitter, and all of those kinds of things, but filled with the love of God. Do you know what God said he wants of us? Thou shalt love him with all thy heart, thy mind, thy soul, thy strength, everything that was in thee, thou art to obey him. And so we have to live in that place. I think about the old days, and I know we don't, can't live in the old days, but I think about how, how I was brought up and how they were in the church in that day. You know, they, everything was a sin. You couldn't do anything. We, we couldn't go to a movie, and I don't think we should go to bad ones. You know, and we, we couldn't do anything. We were holy. Well, you know, nobody can be as holy as our holy God. And we all will make a mistake. We all will, you know, have a little thing that happens that we didn't handle it right. 
But God is going to raise up a people in this last day who can stand against the temptation and the torment and the lies of the devil. And we can come against the the problems that arise with the power and the anointing of God. This passage of scripture is great because it says he's the kingdom. He's above all. He is great. We have victory. We have everything that we need in this one passage of scripture. And this is straight from God. It's the Old Testament. It causes us to have victory. Do you have victory, church? Do you really feel victorious? Are you overcoming today in a victorious way? Is the first thing that you say, why is this happening to me? Or is the first thing you say, I am victorious in God. I see everything that's going on here and I know that they want to argue with me. I know these things are going to happen, but instead I'm going to smile, I'm going to love him, and I'm going to walk away. Now, consider David, that he was being sought for for his life, and he came to the cave, and he saw this activity around there, and he went into the cave, and there was Saul, the one that wanted to kill him. You know the story. He was just laying out there sleeping, and David could have got into combat with him. But, you know, he listened for the voice of God. And he knew this is not the time. This is not the way. This is not the hour. And so the power and the glory of God that was in David brought him victory. He walked away. Because when God says you're going to have the kingdom, you're going to have it his way, when and where and how. And you can't, you can't manipulate it to have it when you want it. It has to be when God has it. I found that so true in my life. Things that were devastating to me turned out to be glory for me. And I tell you that today of a truth. But you know, you got to have something down deep in your spirit, church, that you know that you know that you know that you know. And I know that you know that. But that all the devil has to do is tickle your ear with one little lie about your person. Say something ugly about your person or somebody said something about you. And then we lose our power and we lose our glory. And what do we do? Say something back. God has been talking to me and I, I pray that you hear what I'm saying today, because if we can realize the power of God that is in us and trust that power and believe in that power and, and do what that power teaches us, which is the word of God, then we will be overcomers, true overcomers. We are overcomers, but sometimes we're undercover too, aren't we? So we have to trust God, and he is a victory. So you read that passage of Scripture in, in Chronicles, and it says, you know, he, he, there's nothing greater than him. He's head above all. He reigns. That means he reigns in your life if you let him. So David sought righteousness, and he, God had special love for David because David was upright with him. David knew when he sinned and he admitted it and he asked forgiveness. And David committed bad sins. Sins today that our society is not very happy with. But God forgave him because he had a heart that wanted after God. Do you thirst after God, church? Do you thirst for him? In a dry and weary land because this is our our government, our world today. It's dry and, it, and it, it's a weary land, and it's on a, uh, it's on a catapult to bad things. Are we ready for that? Can we stand the ground? Can we be faithful? You know, we get, we get opposition on a daily basis. Something comes, uh, this week we have had 
horrible, horrible things. And I tried this. I said, well, God, you're the kingdom. I, I can't do anything about it. You're, you're the kingdom. You're the power. You're the glory. You're more than all of this that's going on in my life and in this, in this week today. And I believe that it's you, devil, so get out. You know, we have to speak to him just like we speak to the Lord. We speak to the Lord in love and we speak to the devil in the same kind of love that we, he will be cre- cremated. He's on the road to cremation. So David sought righteousness and for that God gave him, was glorified in him. We want God to be glorified in us, don't we? So to seek the Lord, to help God. And here's another passage of scriptures. We come to the close of the service today in Psalm 105, third and fifth verse. It says, glory ye in his holy name. Glory ye in his holy name. That means be excited in the name of Jesus. You know, feel his presence when you say glory to your holy name. You know, it's not just glory to God. It's, it's, I wanted us to read that scripture and wonder, do we thirst? Do we hungry? Do we seek God? Do you see what God is saying in that passage of scripture? Well, this is the same thing. It says, glory ye in his holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Now, we have to seek God in our crisis or we'll lose our rejoicing spirit. But it says, glory ye in his holy name. Seek the Lord. And his strength. How many know that you need strength? It's spiritual strength. It's powerful strength. When the enemy comes against you, you stand your ground. And you don't be ugly. You just stand there. You don't take it in. You don't let it go. You let it roll off because you want the power of God to be the strength in your life. And so it says, seek his strength. Seek his face. You know, seek him evermore. Look at all the times it says, seek the Lord. Remember his marvelous works that he hath done. What has he done for you that was marvelous? You know, and you need to think about it. What has he done for you that is marvelous? What has he done for this church that is marvelous? We had about 13, 12 members when we, God said, rise up and build. You know, there wasn't any money to even pay the preacher hardly. And God said, rise up and build. Uh, it was a hard decision to do that. When you look around and you see all of the normal things, how can, how can we do that, you know? But we said to them, we, I, I laid it all out to the people. And then I went downstairs. My office was in the furnace room. I went downstairs. I laid the challenge out. And I said, you know, you're, we're the church. What do you want to do? So ask God what you want to do. Went down there. And you'd have to understand the office down there because it's just really not finished, not finished, you know. But all of a sudden, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, oh, God, what did I do? These people can't afford to build a, a, another edifice. But you said it. And all of a sudden, the dirt starts falling from the ceiling. This is true. You know, dust and dirt and junk. And I thought, and I could hear a bunch of noises, and I go like, what is going on? And I came up here, and they said, well, we made a decision. And they already moved all the pews, and they were already were on the road to get, get, getting it done. And, you know, see, 
that at that moment we realize that the kingdom is God. And if he said it, he'll do it. I believe it. If he said it, I'm going to do it. But it's a hard, hard thing to do, church. And God wants to work in our lives that way. We have these scrimmages, these problems, these troubles, these things that we might triumph in the power and the glory of God. I don't think, I think it's been a long time since the Church of Jesus Christ at large recognized that they are powerful in God. They're not powerful to do things in this world as such, but they're powerful in God to overcome the works of darkness. And as long as we respond to the works of darkness, there will be darkness. So when it starts to come, we have to ask the Lord what to do, how to do it, and stand firm in the scriptures of God that we are more powerful than the works of darkness. Christ is more powerful than what they're doing to his creative things in this earth. He sees it. He knows it. And he's going to have a payday. Amen. Amen. So this scripture says, seek the Lord. You know, if you, if you get into a scrimmage, just go look, look at your, open your Bible and see, seek the Lord. Seek his strength. Seek him because of his marvelous works. You know, remember what he did for you. I never forget what he did for me. The, the crisis, if you've gone through a crisis, you never forget that. You know what God said. Well, I, I, I want us to seek the Lord more. I want us to recognize the power of God in us. That we're more powerful than that devil that wants to argue with us and cause us defeat in the bank that says we didn't send our check. And, you know, we have all those opportunities to be Christ-like or to walk away. This is the day to, the Bible says, I will lift up my hands and give glory and honor unto the Lord of our salvation. That's my great desire today. God is walking in the midst of the church. Do not be deceived. God has not left his church. There are some churches that don't put him first. But God is still in his church, in his sanctuary. And David said, well, I've been out here in the wilderness. I've been praying. I've been seeking God. But let me tell you something that I have never felt God like I feel him in the sanctuary. Do you see that church? God is pleased with us today in the sanctuary. And we will go out of here with the power of the word in us, but we have to keep that word close because you may need it before you even get home. So we, 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 we cannot be persuaded. See, I'm turning the page, so I'm done. Uh, we cannot be persuaded by the works of darkness. We are... If the enemy can press our button and cause us to lose our glory and cause us to lose our strength and our power just because of some little thing. I mean, I got a new credit card and I tell you, I cannot keep it straight. And when I see that envelope, I I start getting. Well, I don't want to say. I start getting nervous and stressed. You know what I'm saying, church? And, and I, I should say, well, bless God, what does these people want today? And rip that open up and say, I, oh, okay, that's good. I'll call them and I'll be nice. And I will talk to them. You know, that, there's a lot of things that goes on in the world of simple, simple things that destroy us from the power 
and the glory of God. Remember that the world is looking at us. And we are epistles read of men every day. And they don't only read the good days. They might read the bad days too. Father, we love you today. We honor you, God. Help us, oh God. Help us to grow in the power and the glory that you have prepared for us, oh God. I pray, Lord, I pray patience on us, oh God. I, I pray that your goodness will follow, go before us and follow after us. And God, that you'll minister your strength and your power to this people, Lord, that you might show us your power and your glory, Father, even as we have met together today. We give you thanks, O oh God, for everyone in the house, and we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.